What is up, Daddy Gang? It is your founding father, Alex Cooper, with Call Her Daddy. Hello? Is anyone out there? Does anyone even listen to me anymore? Well, you're going to want to listen to me today. Have you ever been ghosted? Probably. I've been ghosted, and I will admit, not the best feeling. Not the best feeling. I wanted to talk about ghosting today and I was thinking about it because it's Halloween. Guys, it's Halloween. Who's going to be a ghost for fucking Halloween? Or are you going to actually be a motherfucker and ghost people this holiday season? I have rules when it comes to ghosting. If I'm going to ghost someone, there's some guidelines, which I'm going to get to. But I want to go back to a time when I was ghosted. Now listen, it doesn't happen often, okay? Here's a story of when I got ghosted. Flashback. I'm in New York City. This is two years ago? Two years ago. It's two years ago I'm in New York City. And I had this friend group that I essentially found off of Raya, okay? I went on a date with this guy. And he was just not my type. But his friends were my type, okay? I remember going on the date with him and being like, he's just too vanilla for me. But when he mentioned a couple people that were in the NHL that he was friends with, I was like, oh my God, when is our second fucking date? And you know what we should do for our second date? We should go to like a bar and watch a sports game with your friends. Okay, say I'm a user. I don't care. It's what I've literally told you guys to do. If you want to make new friends, you can somehow sometimes make friends through dating. No hard feelings. I didn't know this guy anything right away. So the second date, we ended up going to a bar. And at the time in New York, I had friends come and go that were moving or like weren't there all the time and I didn't have like a set friend group in New York so this was so exciting to me so I start hanging out in this friend group and one day I show up to the bar with the friend group by this point I've also completely expunged myself from any um relationship with this guy I actually I was so blessed I don't know how it happened but like I basically let him down lightly Just slowly, I would not make out with him and never, it progressed never like sexually. And then I made friends with all the girls in the group. That's a phase out. That's what we call a phase out. A classic Alex Cooper phase out. I I guess that's almost, now, now when I'm thinking about it, I'm like, is that kind of a in-person ghosting? I'm there, but I'm not engaging in any of his advances. Like every time he tried to flirt, I would just shut it down essentially, but in a nice way. So I play it so right that I get to still hang out with him and he starts bringing new girls around and I'm now getting invited by the girls of the group. So one day I show up, it's a brisk fall day and I show up and before my eyes is Slim Shady's teammate. (laughs) And I'm like, oh my God, Batman. I think that was whoever. And I show up to do West, okay? Everyone's going to be able to figure out who this is. I don't care. It's better that way. It's more fun when you can Google it, right? I show up to do West. We make eye contact. He had a date there at the time. And I'm like, holy shit, this is perfect. I don't like Slim Shady. This also will be really fucking great if, like, he finds out. Like, that's kind of fun. And this guy's hot. And he's successful. So it's a win-win-win. I have a couple drinks. And this is, again, we're day partying. He's with a girl throughout the night. We keep making eye contact. We keep kind of flirting. And he knows who I am because he knows my ex. They're literally teammates. 
The night ends and nothing comes of it. But the sexual tension was so insane. Like he kept walking past me and like grabbing my back or like kind of like pinching me or like moving towards me and like asking me if I want to drink. But like he was still with this other girl. So there was a lot of sexual tension that no one else was picking up on except for us. Eye contact everywhere we went across the room. Fuck, this is going to happen. The next day is a Sunday and now we're all day drinking again. And I show up and the same thing fucking happens. But this time he's not with a girl and the entire day we're flirting. We're hanging out. We're getting after it. We're having a great fucking time. And by the end of the night, it's 4 a.m. And finally, he's like, do you want to get out of here? To which I say yes. Now, this is the part that I'm not really sure why, but I offer him to come back to my place, knowing he at the time had this insane, amazing New York City apartment in Soho. Why don't you come back to my place? I lived in Tribeca at the time with another roommate, and it was not like the nicest apartment, but I'm like, I think I wanted him to come over because I wanted it to be like on my terms, like he was going to be the one that had to get up and leave in the morning. We get back and let's just say, ugh. Listen, a lot of party favors were thrown out that night and we get back and I'm like, I'm not going to fuck this guy. I'm not going to fuck this guy, but I will suck this guy's penis. Okay. You guys heard the Eileen episode. I like to suck, not fuck in the mouth hole, just not the vagine hole. The issue with the mouth hole that night, if you can catch on, my mouth was very dry. Okay. So Alex is ready to go down and give this man the Gluck Gluck 9000. And I get down there. And I can barely even open my mouth because the top of my tongue is stuck to the roof of my mouth. I take a swig of water and I do my best. I start giving him head. He's like fingering me. He's eating me out. Kind of a really awkward hookup. It literally pains me thinking about it. There was so much tension and buildup. It was like, I really wish we had just stopped at the eye contact flirting. Because we probably would still be doing it to this day. You know what I mean? It would have been that one person that every time I see in person, it's like, fuck that tension. But we're never acting on it. We should have kept it to that. But my ass was like, let's go for it. This was (laughs) maybe hands down one of the worst performances I have ever given in my life. And mind you, the ego of me being like, this is Slim Shady's ex I guess at the time he was his ex-teammate, but like still they're they're friends. They know each other. Okay. I am like mortified and I kept drinking water and I think I kept being like, oh my God, my mouth is so dry, but I'm pretty sure I gave a full blow job, not to fruition because he didn't, I don't think he came and I just was giving a rough, (laughs) awful blow job. But in the moment I do remember being like, what am I supposed to do? Be like, oh, I'm too fucked up. Let's go to bed and cuddle. No, this was like a strictly sexual dynamic. There's no cuddling. I like literally dated your teammate. I don't like you. Like you're just a pawn in the whole game. I don't recall the fingering being good either. So I did feel at least we were on a similar playing field where like his fingers were not in the best of shape. But the point was he wasn't giving me something that was A1 and I was giving him fucking awful sauce over here. If the Gluck Gluck is the best, it's like the wood chipper. It's like the, it's like the, it's like the, it's like the beef chipper. No, it's like literally grated cheese. Like when you're just grating the cheese up against that thing and I'm trying. So honestly, it's not as bad as that, but we're going with the worst that we can think of. I wake up in the morning and the vibe is weird. 
I'm still kind of fucked up. Again, we went to bed at 6 a.m. And I had to go to, oh my God, I had to go to brunch with my fucking parents. My mom and my dad are driving into the city. And I wake up like three hours after we had just gone to bed and I'm fucked up. Like now it's almost like I'm more fucked up than I was. You know, when you like quickly go to bed and then you wake up and the vibe is weird. I also realize like, I'm like, oh, like he's not as hot as I remember. And why don't I have blackout curtains? Cause there's too much light on the two of us and we're naked. So finally I'm like, oh, I got to go to a brunch. Like you got to go. I ask him. I don't know what just I remember literally looking over at him and being like yeah like what are you doing tonight like do you want to hang <gasps> oh my god I th- and I'm like I, I, you just had an, an awful hookup that did not live up to any type of the hype that we both were thinking so of course my instinct is like let's do that again like I'm like what the fuck Alex we have to rectify the situation like we cannot end on this like I know we're better than this we don't have to date we never have to come again but like we have to have a better moment than what just happened last night and I remember him being like yeah yeah like I'll text you you don't have my number (laughs) I remember as he's leaving after he'd said that I'm like wait, do you have my number? And he's like, uh, and I'm like, here. And I literally give him my number. He literally doesn't even ask for it. Guys, I was in weak territory. I don't know what was happening with me. I look at him, I give him my number. He gives me his number and then he leaves. I go to brunch with my parents and I word vomit to my mother. I tell her everything. Mom, I just hooked up with bleep no way oh my god why oh god he's worse than the other one I'm like I don't know and it was the worst hookup of my life fast forward to later that night I'm feeling insecure he's the kind of guy that's going to tell people about this he did end up doing that he told everyone in the friend group that we had hooked up I don't think he fully added the part of me not giving him the best head because who knows Maybe it was great to him. <laughs> no, just kidding. It wasn't him. Anyways, I don't fuck with that. I'm not going to be like, oh, yeah, by the way, underneath the fucking shirt, he actually has a fucking dad bod and an awful tattoo. <laughs> like, I'm not going to go say that. Anyways, this is the worst part. Fast forward, I get home and I'm alone that night in my apartment and my thoughts start to wander and I haven't gotten a text from him yet. Let me pull it up and see if I could still have it. Please, please please oh my god this is the worst thing i've ever seen in my entire fucking life september 22nd 2019 i literally can't even read this out loud it's alex let's hang later never answers me again october Fifth. Oh my god. Was I on drugs? October 5th, 5:59 p.m. What are you doing tonight? And he read it and didn't answer. Listen to this. He's not in the MLB anymore. No one wants him or whatever. I'm at a Christmas party a year later. Now re-seeing Slim Shady. We show up to this Christmas party and this guy is there who has now ghosted me. And in my mind, I've never told Slim Shady that I hooked up with his teammate. 
And his teammate pulls Slim Shady aside in front of me and starts going into a very deep and intense conversation. I am shitting myself. And I'm with all those friends again. And I'm like, do you think he's telling him? Like, what the fuck? Like, why would he be telling him? And to this day, I literally have no idea what Batman told Slim. I have never been able to live down the fact that not only did I text him once, I texted him twice and he ghosted me. But Slim came over to me and like put his tongue down my throat and was like, let's go get another drink. Like, I love you. So I'm assuming I don't think he told him. I need to make a statement. I think he was absolutely right to ghost me. This was intended to just be a hookup. It was awful. We were probably going to run into each other again. So then he should owe you that because it's going to be awkward as fuck. No, because then the next time I saw him in person at a bar, I knew exactly where we stood. We are never going to try to hook up again. We are never moving forward. And what was he going to say to me? Yet stung in the moment that I got ghosted and my ego was like, text me back a fucking period, you douche. But no. I actually think it gave me clarity in that moment. He's not interested. And it also made me then self-reflect as to like, neither was I. I was actually doing it out of immaturity of hoping one day that and my ex would find out and it would piss him off. So like, that's not healthy. So if anything, I think that was actually a completely perfect example of an appropriate ghost. You hooked up, whether it was amazing or not, he didn't want to progress I also was not intending to progress and date this dude. So it was perfect. And also not to mention, like, we probably shouldn't have been doing it in the first place. Like, I know he had mentioned, like, one at one point that night, like, not that he felt bad about it because he was hooking up with me because the, the, the whole teammate situation, but, like, he felt weird about it. I kind of felt weird about it, and we were both doing it. it. It just wasn't a good situation. Also, to clarify, I wanted Slim Shady to find out when Slim and I were broken up. When we got back together, <laughs> I had zero interest in ever speaking of that hookup again. Hello, Thor. Goodbye, Batman. Ghosting. And when is it appropriate to ghost? Because I do know people are like, I think people that ghost in any circumstance are assholes. I disagree. Let's go through when is it appropriate to ghost someone? When is it appropriate to go someone? I think after a first date, if you wanted to end it all on the date and you barely get out of there without wanting to throw yourself into oncoming fucking traffic and you're just happy you made it to the end of the night because it was the worst fucking date ever, you owe that person nothing. When they text you the next day being like, thanks for the date, that was fun. And if you don't answer them, yeah, could you send them like, hey, the vibe wasn't there for me and like, I wish you the best. Like, no, you could. But I also don't think it makes you a bad person if you don't answer that person because that's a really clean cut answer. And like, you probably don't even know that person's middle name after a first date, right? After one first date, you do not owe that person anything. And I could see people being like, yeah, but Alex, it's a nice thing to do. Like that person is then left wondering, like, what did I do wrong? Like, what did they not like about me? Look inward. Why did someone after one date not fuck with you? Well, if you want to be real, I think you seem really self-indulgent, very narcissistic. You're like, no, 
look inward, reflect, figure it out and go to fucking therapy that we can talk about it. It's not that person's duty to like take time out of their day, take any more time out of their life after they already went through the worst state of their life to tell you that they didn't have a good time. Okay. I think two dates in. Is it shitty if you ghost them? Maybe. Would I still think it's okay to ghost? Yeah. I don't know. I think if you go on another date with someone and you're in the city and you guys go for drinks and now you're like vibing a little bit more and you open up a little bit and this person's like, oh, fuck, like I don't fuck with this person. And then they just don't talk to you after. Like, I, I don't think there's anything wrong with it. Listen, I think overall ghosting You can look at it two ways. It says more about the person that's ghosting than you. Like, don't take it personally. Not really. It also has to do with the vibe. Maybe they got the vibe. Like, that was so casual. We clearly didn't hit it off. Like, I don't need to fucking answer this person ever again. Like, I feel like there's so many more variables to it. You guys have now gone on five dates. And you fuck. And the next day, you're like, hey, Jeremy, my friends and I are going to a bar on Friday. Like, do you want to hang? Do you want to come with us? they never answer you again and they ghost you that sucks that fucking sucks dude we just fucked we just had sex like you can't even give me the benefit of the doubt because listen if it's a one night stand I think they can ghost you after they don't they don't owe you anything as far as I know they might not even remember your name in the morning but if there's like rapport that was built and there were dates that you went on to connect with this person and then you guys fuck and then they ghost you yeah that fucking sucks I think the person that ghosted, if you're like, oh my God, it was the worst sex of my life. I was waiting to see if we had a physical connection and we didn't. To the person that's about to ghost after a fuck, I would say this. Be a bigger person and know for yourself you never have to see this person again. But I would send a generic text, either one, be honest and be like, and also you don't do it right after you guys fuck lightly breadcrumb and trail them on for a couple more days of having like dumb conversations I know that sucks but like engage and like you're literally doing a phase out so like it's not gonna help anyone if you're like right after you guys fuck if you ditch someone that really actually fucking hurt someone's soul and like that sucks you know so the phase out after if you were like that is not the connection I wanted you phase out and then like a week later if they're like do you want to hang then you hit them with the hey I think you're an amazing person. I personally just don't feel a connection and don't really see a future. I think you're, again, a great person and I wish you the absolute best. No hard feelings. You could be honest or you can lie and you can say, hey, I'm going to be real with you. I'm still not over my ex and they hit me up this week. I'm meeting up with them and like I think we're getting back together. Like you could be so shitty in that way but it does close the door after a fuck give them a lie or give them the truth but at least give them something or nothing it literally it's literally up to you but I would say to the person that's getting ghosted after you fuck I am sorry okay I'm sorry it is not ideal it does not feel good we can all agree but my question to you is would you rather, instead of getting the good old ghost, do you want Jeremy coming up with some big concocted up lie 
that his grandma is sick in Minnesota and he's going to be stationed up there for the rest of the decade? Like, would you rather him tell you that and send you a fake picture of a suitcase getting packed? Or do you want the truth? I don't know. I would rather marinate, marinate in the truth. If you're confused what Jeremy wants from you, bitch, you have been ghosted. He wants nothing from you. There is no greater truth than a ghosting. Like, please listen to me when I'm saying that, guys. There is literally no other way to interpret getting ghosted. They're not answering you. They don't like you. There is your answer. And I get it. People are going to be like, yeah, but it's rude. Well, again, well, then that says fine. Then that says something about them. And thank God you saw their true colors that early on or that far, whatever it was. Why are you so mad at them when it's like, hey, stop focusing on it. They're gone. They're gone. And they don't like you. Wake up. Stop trying to make reason right. It doesn't matter. They don't like you. They're gone. Does this person work with you? (laughs) Are you going to see this person at work every day? Are they your neighbor? That also goes into ghosting. If you're going to proximity wise run into this person every day, that's something to think about. Again, the guy that ghosted me was sort of in the friend group, but not really because every time we were already in that friend group, we never even spoke anyways. So it wasn't like weird. But if you guys had like built rapport and like you work together, literally your cubicles are connected or like they're your really good friend's friend and you see them every fucking weekend like I would for yourself and for that person don't ghost but again put an end to it in a way that's like hey I'm so sorry that this is like a shitty answer but I want to be so upfront and honest with you (laughs) I'm moving to Quebec and then like they keep seeing you throughout the year and like when are you moving to Quebec (laughs) no you just say I'm not in a place right now where I feel an emotional connection to this. I don't want to hold you back. And so I just don't think right now it's going to work for me. And you basically end it on good terms so that yes, they can be annoyed, but that's for them to deal with. You were mature. You were honest. Again, be honest to the people that you're going to see every day. Like you can't say you're going to Quebec because like you're not and you're her neighbor. So like she hears you not being in Quebec City, you're actually in Chicago. You have to be alert and aware of the circumstances because a lie is always the easiest. Let's let's be real. A little white lie. Hey, my grandma passed. Brought up a lot of bad feelings of, you know, her marriage with my grandfather and it made me realize the man that I want to be and I'm not ready to be in a relationship because I want to go through a 10 course retreat. Like there could be so many things you come up with, but you have to also realize if that's, if you're never going to see the person again, then you can come up with that. Not when you're the neighbors. I also think this, I think when you're going to ghost someone before you do it, look inward of like, why am I doing this? If the person treated you like shit, you don't need to answer them ever again. Versus if the person was such a fucking nice person, it doesn't kill you to answer. But If you feel, listen, I've had this before. I've had a friend go on a dating app, go on one date, like a literally walking around coffee date. And then the guy following up with her and being like, 
would not take the hint and there's like five text messages that he keeps sending her after the date clearly she's not interested those are people that like I actually I encourage you to continue to ghost someone that is that unself-aware that after a date you give them silence and they continue to text you daddy gang do not be that person if it's one thing if you like wait a month or so and try one more time like oh let's see if they like take the bone but if you're literally like hey haven't heard from you hey did I do something wrong shut the fuck up take a fucking hint from a ghost and don't keep fucking peckering and like hi Henry oh my god Henry's like someone's at the door Henry it's just me we're doing our own sound effects today, Henry. Be self-aware. Henry, be self-aware enough to know if someone's ghosting you. Why would you want to be with someone that's like ghosting you? Why are you going to try to put into an effort of like for your ego? No. Take the hint with your ego. They ghosted you for a reason. Okay. That is why I waited a month, slid in one more time a week. That's why I waited a week, slid in one more time drunkenly, and then after that ghost, I did take the hint and I never messaged again. Also, I think it's really good to use contextual clues, right? Hints, you may say. When someone says, yeah, I'll text you, and they're walking out the door and you realize, hey, he doesn't have my number. That That's a red flag. Or then once you forcibly give him your number and put it in his phone, and then he does nothing with your number and doesn't text you and then you take it upon yourself to text them after you said yeah text me and then they don't you're like I'll just text him red flag take it to heart absolutely if someone doesn't contact you take that as a sign they want nothing to do with you okay and you'll be okay that's the thing I think another warning sign is if after a date let's say where you feel so stimulated you feel like you found your huckleberry (laughs) what you found the huckleberry to your fin is that a thing no whatever you found you found your slim to your fucking shady whoever it is this is the point of me saying use contextual clues if you guys go to a date okay I literally just went out with McDreamy like this is my forever and then the next day you're at work and you're kind of like oh like He hasn't texted me yet. Maybe he's playing hard to get. Nope. (laughs) If you are feeling so high off a date and it's not exactly being reciprocated from the other person that was in the room at the table with you on the same date, you may have just experienced a different night than they did. And if they're like giving you such surface level texts, if they are like, ha ha, hey, what's up? After you've texted them first for the past four days after the date, take that as a sign that They're not as interested as you. And that's okay. Again, why are you going to waste your time trying to make someone feel the connection that you felt? And as a reminder to all, the goal of a date is not to convince someone to like you. It's about how you feel in their company. Okay. It goes back to what my mom always said. Why would you want to be friends with someone that doesn't want to be friends with you? I know it stings, okay? But AKA, why would you want to keep dating someone that doesn't want to date you? Like, actually think about that. 
anyone that is fiending for a response or fiending for more attention or to feel more interest from someone that you're currently dating, why? Why? Literally, why are you doing that? They're showing you how they feel about you by their actions. Stop trying to change their mind. That's fucking weird. If they don't like you, let them not like you. Move the fuck on. But you just have to be self-aware enough to realize like if the reciprocation is not equal, that's another warning sign. Self-awareness, people. But if you're someone that you know you're maybe not as self-aware in tune as your other friends and you keep getting fucking blindsided, like why didn't that work? Go back and write in your diary and then hand it to your friend and be like, these were the signs and these were the steps that happened since the date. And then I bet your friend could be like, dude, you texted him first every day for the past month and he takes 19 hours to respond, but you were choosing to just see the light instead of the darkness. I always choose to see the darkness before the light. I don't know if this makes any sense, but the point is ghosting gets a bad rap. I actually have respect for people that can elegantly ghost with again the right tools there is a time and place to ghost it's when you don't owe someone anything and it's also if you are engaging with a very unself-aware person and they are pestering you you don't owe them anything they should go to therapy and figuring out within themselves it's not your job to tell them what the fuck is up i love a proper ghosting you it's memorable And it teaches you something. And we love a good lesson on Call Her Daddy. Although it stings and we don't love a petty one, it will be really not okay. Let's say if your boyfriend goes to you. But again, maybe it's good. Again, I always try to think of the good. Like, then you probably have a boyfriend that doesn't like you. Your boyfriend doesn't like you if he's constantly ghosting you. But he wasn't ghosting the other girls in Panama City. That's the vibe that you have to look inward. When he ghosts you, what was I saying? When he ghosts you, he may not be ghosting others. And that is again a hint. Wow. He's active on his phone, just not towards you. Why are you wasting your time even dwelling? Take the hint, take the note, take the lesson and move the fuck on. So if anything, I actually think ghosting is quite incredible because it shows you someone's true colors. And listen, guys, in all seriousness, what I want to say to my daddies that have messaged me and are heartbroken because their partner of one, two, I've seen three years ghosted them. That's not okay. But what I would want you to hold on to to get you through it is, aren't you happy they showed you their lack of respect. You're like, no, no, no. Actually think about that. So you didn't have to waste another three, four, five years with that piece of shit. That's a gift. A ghost is a gift. It's saving you time and questions. And it's a straight shot to the truth. If you are so blindsided that someone left you in a relationship and you have no clue You're telling me you have no clue why they left. They don't respect you. They left. You need to start that healing process without them. And listen, I know it's not fun to hear, but someone's got to give it to you fucking straight. And you know, you guys know, I'm always going to be honest with you. For everyone that's going to be mad at me for telling you the hard, cold facts, go listen to a fucking health and wellness podcast, you fucking whore. We tell straight facts here on Call Her Daddy. Happy fucking Halloween, daddies. Boo. 
All right. I feel so fucking chipper being in New York City. It's the leaves. It's the crisp air. All the little kids running around searching for their Halloween costumes. Like, I'm in the fucking thick of it. You'll never catch me in a haunted house. That's actually asinine. But it's just the vibe. Basically, the beginning to the tipping point of the climax of the holiday season. So, Daddy Gang, I look back at my Halloween costumes and I feel like the only fucking Halloween costume I ever repost is the one where I did Khaleesi from Game of Thrones because I genuinely actually went all out and like went on Etsy and went on eBay and tried so hard. That related to Slim Shady. So, that's a perfect little tie in to the ghosting story. I remember. He was obsessed with Game of Thrones. And so naturally, he's obsessed with Khaleesi. And I was like, well, then I'm going to dress up as her. And it was basically actually more for a role play sexual situation rather than a Halloween situation. Now that I look back and I do remember some comments of people being like, I don't think Khaleesi ever wore this. Khaleesi never wore a mini skirt. I kind of did a little Khaleesi merging with Tarzan. (laughs) Lack thereof of clothing, but I did the hair, the vibe of Khaleesi, but I kind of made a makeshift Halloween costume. It was a banger and it was a success and it was a hit. And I did have my mother take the photo of me and that photo was taken in Pennsylvania in my garage. See, the dragon was supposed to be Slim Shady's dick, but of course it just didn't work out that year. Well, you know how Slim and I go. It's up, it's down, it's all around. I'm pretty sure that Halloween I ended up sitting my ass uh, on the Pennsylvania couch and I didn't. The point is, is that the Halloween costume was great and I had great reviews on Instagram and it doesn't matter how many people actually saw it in real life. Instagram was a fucking hit. So fuck off. There you go. Pretty sure I photoshopped that shit too. So there you go. (laughs) Fuck me. Anyways, I remember, shout out, Courtney Thielen and I, seventh grade, we were like, if there is one thing that will make the boys weenies go wild (laughs) it's if we become dallas cowboy cheerleaders why that will actually look appalling on the little awkward acne face brace face uncomfortable pale child like it wasn't going to be a good situation for me but in the moment I wanted to be that like my entire young adult life and then I never did it because it got basic oh my god I did little red riding hood with slim shady and he was the uh the werewolf or the wolf or whatever the fuck I guess it was actually kind of good we sat there and he got like prosthetics put on his face that was actually I would give us that was pretty good And then it all ended after that. Freshman year of high school, I was a Teletubby. That keeps me up at night. (laughs) The yellow one specifically. Although now I look back and I wish I had been the big fat baby son. I remember my freshman year, people did think it was funny. I thrived. And then by my sophomore year, I went through puberty and I had tits and an ass. And I was like, let's show that off. I was a thought, essentially. I wore black Under Armour leggings that were see-through with a pink thong, a pink matching bra with a black shirt that allowed my tits to raise to my chin. And then I put some black cat ears on. A lot can change in a year. It garnered a lot of results for me that sophomore year. I got finger banged back uh, behind the South Campus, which was good. Oh my God. I remember freshman year, Boston University, I dressed up as Britney Spears. 
I did it from her hit me baby one more time. I did the little schoolgirl outfit. Yeah, it may have been basic, but I felt so fucking hot that night and I was thriving. Dude, I will also post this picture. It's the dumbest. I had this year wanted to be a Bratz doll and do something like really cool and crafty with it and maybe wear a wig or whatever. Sort of fell through. So I had all this shit that I bought from eBay. I have a pink baseball jersey. I want to wear these denim shorts because my ass looks phenomenal because I've been squatting recently. I want to wear these thigh highs. Like I had all these random mismatched pieces. And so what I ended up doing is I made my own fucking character and I'll post it. But I literally was like, I'm an athlete chaser for a living. Didn't you know? And then I took some blood and put it down my face. And so I had like my tits pushed up. I had high pigtails. Like everyone had to ask me what the fuck I was. A lot of people mistake me as like a Harley Quinn situation. But the point was I felt so hot that year. It was just a fun vibe that like I'm never going to wear this out. The only rule this Halloween is daddy gang. You better fucking punch every single motherfucking Ted Lasso square in the goddamn face. I can see it now. Close your eyes. Envision it. There's a keg and there's 50 Ted Lassos with their stupid fucking Hitler mustache on. Go the fuck home. What was I saying? Oh, this. Aside from Ted Lasso, no rules. Go wild. Go buck wild, kids. Get after it. I gave you one rule. That's it. No Ted Lassos. Other than that, thrive. Alex, what do you have against Ted? I don't know. Shut the fuck up. Just don't do it. It's the mustache. Or maybe the chipper cheer he brings everywhere. Sit down. Shut up. That's not what soccer's actually like. I've been there. I've gone through the pain. Okay. What the fuck? Everybody keeps asking me, what should I be for Halloween this year? And that's a great question. Here's what we're going to do this year. Everybody go into your closet and take that one piece of clothing that you're like, that makes me feel amazing or that I'm so comfortable in or that I know I look bomb in. Okay. Maybe it's a leather dress. Maybe it's booty shorts. Maybe it's your little jean shorts. Maybe it's that crop top that you've never worn, but it looks super cute on your tits. Likely the tags are still on it. You've always stared at it, wanting to wear it, but you never knew where it would be appropriate to wear it. Tonight's the night, baby. And what you're going to do is you're going to build your costume around that one item. All that matters is that you feel good. So everyone that's like, girls like that dress slutty are just so basic. No, actually, if you're judging someone, you're a fucking loser. Why are you slut shaming a chick because she wants to feel fucking hot and amazing one night of the year? Who gives a fuck? Stop worrying and judging what other people are doing this Halloween and dress how you want to dress. I think number one, if anyone's trying to shame you for trying to like be sexy and hot on Halloween, you can tell them I told them to go fuck themselves. That's ridiculous. If you're judging someone for trying to look hot on Halloween, it's fun. I hate fun suckers. I want your ass and your clits and your tits out for, for the world to see for Halloween. It's appropriate all the way back to mean girls, ladies. Halloween is the one night of the year. Oh my God, I forgot the quote. (laughs) Halloween is the one night of the year that girls can do something. And ah! what is the quote? Halloween, something, something, you can dress fucking slutty and it's not slutty. Actually, go fuck yourselves. We can dress slutty whenever we want, but I don't know. I think it's fun. So I would say if you want to dress slutty, get after it. And I would also say, I like the slutty, scary mix. I remember I went to a party and this girl every year, shout out Anya, every single fucking year would show up with the best 
skeleton makeup either on half of her face or her full face glitter and diamonds and jewels on her face and then she would have a fucking corset that would rip her organs together and then shove her tits up and she looked like an absolute goddess Anya she went all out but it was still hot and had that Halloween element everyone's always like you can't just put cat ears on nope I don't agree whatever makes you feel fucking good wear it on Halloween and then put some fucking ears with it and then if people are like oh my god that's the most basic costume you can look at them and be like oh my god why are you such a fucking cunt worry about yourself I see it on TikTok it's like there's two type of girls on Halloween no there's not the two types of girls on TikTok it's like one girl that's dressing like slutty and she's going sexy or there's the other one aka that's just like dressing funny or scary or like frumpy no There's actually only one type of woman on Halloween, and that is whatever the opposite of a fun sucker is, a fun haver, a daddy gang member, anyone that's out there without judgment and not being fucking Ted Lasso, you are daddy gang, you are thriving, and you are not judging. If all of us can agree that when you get to the party, if you're the chick that's decided, I want to go so cozy, comfy, amazing. When you're at the party, you then have the ability to get low in your big bird costume and get the angles for the girl that's wearing the fucking thong out to the party. Does that girl want me to take a picture for her? If you're the chick in the sweatpants and you're seeing the girl that's dressing all out and about, don't be like, fuck, I should have done that. Own what you're wearing. You wore it for a reason. You wanted to be comfy. You wanted to feel confident. And you knew you would feel confident in your sweats with some black fucking ears on your head. Like, I have always loved dressing slutty on Halloween. I think it's fun. But there's absolutely been years where I dress as a Teletubby with a big, huge yellow suit on because that's what I wanted to do that year. So there's no regret, right? If you're going to slut shame someone on their outfit, you're a loser. We're over here trying to have fun and you're concerned about what someone else is wearing. Why do you care about her peaking labias? I get it. You wish you were wearing this or you're unhappy with yours. Let's just have fun. Hey, chick, 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 come here. Let's just have fun. The year that I went as a cleat chaser, my costume made no sense. And a lot of people, I will say, they came up and they were like, what are you? And I think when maybe when I was younger, because I wasn't as confident, I would be having a panic attack, like sweat dripping down my face. Like, I don't know. What am I? Who am I? What are my morals? What do I believe in? Like, do I even deserve to be at this party? Oh, my God. This is perfect. This is a conversation starter. No one knows what the fuck I am, but they're coming up to me because I look cute. They just don't know what the fuck I am. Amazing. Conversation starter. I chase athletes for a living. Didn't you know? Halloween. Confusion can be your friend. So don't be nervous. If you're one of those people leaving the house being like, no one's going to know what I am, but I do feel hot. Perfect. If all you have to say is, what are you? I have no fucking idea. I just feel hot. How about that? Be funny about it and like do a hand motion towards your tits. Like, I don't know. I just feel hot. What do you think? And they're probably going to be like, facts. You're right. Cheers. And who knows? Maybe next year, the girl in the thong will be in the big bird costume, okay? And the girl in the big bird costume is going to be stepping out with pasties and tassels on her fucking pubes. A lot changes in a year, folks, okay? There's got to be, I feel like, a lack of judgment this Halloween. 
Why don't we just be empathetic that like someone made it out that night? It's been hard for a lot of people coming out of the pandemic and like social anxiety. If you're someone that has been experiencing that social anxiety, look at it as like you can go out that night and be whoever you want to be. Put on a wig, go out and just enjoy the fucking night and enjoy being back in society. But also know if you have that anxiety, you can mask it a little bit and literally wear a mask, wear a wig, wear whatever the fuck you think makes you most confident and wear it. So daddy gang, this Halloween is about going out and focusing on our fucking selves and not what everyone else in the room is wearing, doing, and feeling. Let them do them. We're going to do us. And that basically means we're all on the same fucking team. Boom. Director's cut. I don't know if that's even a thing, but we're making it a thing, okay? Hello, my name is Alexandra Cooper, and I am your director. And today, I'm giving you some fucking sex tips. There is something extremely hard and maybe awkward or uncomfortable about a role play. I'm not going to fucking pretend to be a little baby or a little fucking nurse or whatever the fuck. And so I'm here to help you today, guys. If you want to do a little role play, there is no better time than Halloween. And you can tailor your erotic fantasy around your costume or you can tailor your costume around your erotic fantasy. You're going to dress up and for Halloween, you are going to what do I always say? Fake it till you fucking make it. And the first step is putting on a fucking costume and being someone that you're not. And there is something about wearing a costume that allows you to kind of just lean into acting different that night and no one's really going to ask any questions. I'm being my character. Cue sexy nurse. You're wearing a little white skirt, which is basically underwear because you can see your entire ass cheeks are out. It's so short. Okay. It's a little white skirt with a red cross on it. And then you have red lingerie. You have thigh highs, red thigh highs. You have the garter attaching to the thigh highs. You have a red bra on, or you have one of those like white crossover tie shirts that sucks your tits together. You have a little, what are those called? Telescope. You have a te- stethoscope. Guys, he didn't go to med school. And then you have maybe a little hat on or honestly, fuck it. I never did a hat. I would just have my hair. Honestly, this is also where you can get creative. Like I put my hair in fucking pigtails with little red ribbons. Why a nurse would never wear that? Don't care. We're making it slutty. And then the key is some good old fashioned glasses. You are going to immediately get into that character. And what I could say to anyone that has had a hard time maybe role playing before is start early in the night and start making comments, whether you're at the bar or at the party. Oh my God. I don't know, baby. Like, I feel like you've been feeling sick. I think later we're going to have to have some one-on-one time. Let's find a private exam room. That way you're at a fucking party, but you're setting the precedent that you are semi role playing in public. That makes it less awkward than when you get alone. It's like you're just carrying it on from the night. So start early before you guys even go to the party. You're going to walk out and you're going to be like, 
what do you think? And then they're going to look at you and they're like, holy shit, you look so fucking good. And then you make a comment that's related to your outfit. You've been a really bad patient, but I read on your chart what gets you off. So let me give it to you. My pussy is throbbing. Fuck me like it's yours tonight. Make me come and I'll make you feel better. Then you're like, let's go to the party. And then you get up and you laugh and you joke. And who knows? Maybe your boyfriend is that one ass who wouldn't get vaccinated perfect opportunity to lean into nurse role hey baby bend over so I can give you your fucking shot you loser (laughs) it's all about understanding that for anyone that's uncomfortable with this and with themselves this is actually appropriate language for you to be saying to your partner because it's Halloween because you're a fucking sexy nurse for a living for tonight This is the one thing I agree with in movies that maybe we don't take into our real lives. Like when you get into the bedroom with your partner after that night out, stand in front of the bed and say you have that tiny skirt on, turn around at the front of the bed and be like, did you like my costume tonight? And start like touching yourself. And again, leaning into this sexy nurse character. And they're going to be like, yeah, I loved your outfit. And be like, really? And start bending over so they can see the lingerie and be like, come touch me. Fuck the exam. Like I want you to fucking do your exam on me or like whatever the fuck and just go for it. Also, I would say the teacher I feel like is so fucking hot and you can be so bossy, which is so fucking hot. And this is for all my daddies listening that maybe you have not felt as confident to be dominant in the bedroom. My boyfriend is usually the dominant one. And we've talked about how he's like into it if I'm more dom. And so that would be a perfect example for someone to take charge that night. Use your character to give you that fake confidence. So say you get into the room and you're like, sit down and you push them down on the bed and you're like, you're listening to me tonight. I'm your teacher. Okay, Mrs. Cooper, it's time for detention, baby take out your dick. You clearly didn't understand dress code. You're not allowed to have a belt and you start taking off his belt and you're like, no pants in detention. And you start taking off his pants. Again, even if you laugh a little bit when you're in it, I never noticed you had this big of a cock in class. Oh my God, Mr. Johnson, like little did I know we're going to have to have more extracurricular time together and then literally start sucking his fucking dick or eating her out and get into it and be like, is this naughty? Like, do you think I'm going to get fired? I don't care. It's worth it. If I were you and you're like, yes, 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 Alex, I want to do this. But you're like, I still don't feel like I can do it. Before the night of Halloween, you're going to make time for yourself. Have a nice masturbating night alone. If you can't like get off to this fantasy alone, then maybe this isn't the right costume for you. Literally picture yourself doing this and get so comfortable with yourself. Close your eyes, put a fucking pillow over your head, but like start role playing it by yourself first. So you're actually saying the words out loud and you're believing them. And then that way, when you get in person with your partner and you're about to do this, It's not the first fucking time you're doing this. And you've also had a fucking orgasm to this before. This is hot to you. And let your inhibitions go and don't feel overburdened by like, oh my God, this is so awkward. No, it's not. Use Halloween as the mask to really become a different character because that is going to allow you sexually to get out of your head blame it on the sexy nurse. I don't know. She got wild that night. The teacher should be fired. Daddy gang, are you ready? Are you excited? Grab your stethoscope and get ready to get naughty 
this Halloween. Daddy gang, you know the motherfucking drill. I will see you fuckers on Sunday because there's a mini episode. <laughs> 